BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tiger Woods car crash. The cause finally revealed. Estimated speed 84 to 87 miles per hour. He was speeding. Plus, the nurse trapped in a foreign country. An armed guard stationed outside her hotel room. They took my passport number, they took my flight number, everything. Why they won't let her leave. And crazy, crazy chase. And the hero big great driver who said enough is enough. Oh no! Oh no! You destroyed your truck, possibly your income, but you would do it all again. Then, escalating feud. Sharon Osbourne versus Cheryl Underwood. Have you spoken to Sharon Osbourne since the last time you guys were on set together? No. Sharon goes on the counterattack. What her text messages reveal. Then, Lost Boy. New information on the sobbing 10-year-old kid left alone in the wilderness. His parents' whereabouts revealed. Plus, first it was toilet paper. Now, ketchup. The latest pandemic shortage. And yes! Awesome! A smart hula hoop. It's the return of the 50s favorite, but with a big difference. Ooh. Why it's becoming a new pandemic favorite. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. He was going too fast, 40 miles over the speed limit. That's the finding of the investigation into Tiger Woods' devastating auto accident. Last week, the L.A. County Sheriff announced that he would not be disclosing this information, but he changed his position after mounting pressure. Jim Murray reports. Tiger Woods was speeding up to 87 miles an hour when he lost control of his SUV in the horrific crash that shattered his leg. The speed limit on that stretch of road is just 45 miles an hour. The primary causal factor for this traffic collision was driving at a speed unsafe for the road conditions and the inability to negotiate the curve of the roadway. Estimated speeds at the first area of impact were 84 to 87 miles per hour. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva announced the results of the investigation today. There were no citations issued and there are no signs of impairment. This surveillance video shows him driving by minutes before the crash. Tiger was speeding down this road on his way to a photo shoot in Rolling Hills, California. He clipped this median, destroyed a road sign, careened into oncoming lanes, then rolled over before coming to rest. Investigators found he made no attempt to brake and may actually have accelerated at the moment he lost control. We asked accident investigator Jonathan Cherney to analyze the findings. I believe they should have done a, a more thorough job. I think the investigation, based on what I've seen, and for the lack of better words, was a little bit sloppy. There are still questions about the accident that may never be answered. Investigators did not screen Tiger's blood for drugs or alcohol, and they never checked his cell phone to see if he may have been distracted by a call while driving. The Sheriff's Department says there was not enough evidence to get the necessary warrant. I know there are some saying somehow he received a special or a preferential treatment that is absolutely false. 
The first deputy on the scene, Carlos Gonzalez, told me there was no sign Tiger was under the influence. Did he appear to know where he was and, and what had just happened, or was he dazed? He was pretty calm, honestly, and, and pretty lucid. You know, I was able to speak to him, and he was able to respond to me very quickly. Tiger's life was likely saved by the 10 airbags and other safety features of the luxury Genesis SUV. Woods released a statement today saying he's now focusing on his recovery from serious leg injuries at his home in Florida. If you've gotten your COVID vaccine, hooray for you. Depending on which shot you got, you're anywhere from 74 to 95 percent protected from COVID. But that's not 100 percent. And this nurse turned out to be one of the rare cases of a fully vaccinated person getting COVID-19. And as Stephen Fabian reports, that remains that she was not allowed to return home from her vacation. This nurse is on a well-deserved vacation following a year of working round the clock during the pandemic. So Diane Schmidt took her 18-year-old daughter to Mexico to celebrate her senior year in high school along with two other mother-daughters. The sun-kissed beaches of Playa del Carmen were a welcome relief after a long, hard winter in Minnesota. But two days after their arrival, Diane started feeling a little under the weather. I developed some sinus pressure and was thinking maybe I was getting a sinus infection. And I decided to go to the gift shop. I bought some over-the-counter sinus medicine. Diane didn't think it was COVID because she had been fully vaccinated back in January. So imagine her surprise when she got the results of her routine COVID test, which was required before she was allowed to fly home. Then about five minutes, my phone was ringing and it was a call from Mexico. And I looked up at one of the other moms and I said, oh, something's not right. And sure enough, when I answered the call, it was the gal telling me that my test was positive and that I needed to immediately report back to my room. The hotel transferred Diane to its COVID wing, where she's been isolated from all the other guests for the last six days. This table is where hotel staff drops off her meals. I'll give you a little tour of my room. Uh, your room, small room will come with a bed a TV area. It's my little kitchen. I eat my dinner by myself. Um, small little refrigerator, a small restroom. So what is your current situation now? You're basically hunkered down in that room by yourself for a long time. I've been hunkered down in my little room uh, since last Thursday. I have a guard that stands outside my door 24-7 to make sure that I don't leave my room. Diane is a breakthrough case in which a vaccinated person contracts COVID-19. Infectious disease expert Dr. Ann Ramoyne says Diane's case is rare. These vaccines are highly effective, but they're not 100% effective. We can anticipate that we will see breakthrough cases. I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that uh, when my negative test results come through to my email this evening, that that's gonna be my golden ticket back home. Well, Diane's most recent COVID test did come back negative, so she's hoping she can finally go home tomorrow. A two-hour police chase from San Diego to Los Angeles came to a dramatic end when a quick-thinking truck driver turned his big rig into a roadblock. As Lisa Guerrero reports, that move helped keep a person of interest in a murder case from getting away. It's one of the craziest cop chases ever, and it comes to a dramatic end thanks to a hero trucker. Oh, no! Oh, no! That's it. He crashed. 
the chase begins when L.A. cops try to arrest a person of interest in a murder case. He takes off in the pickup truck, hitting speeds of up to 90 miles an hour. He even drives on sidewalks. On the sidewalk now. Could have easily killed someone. For two hours, news networks followed the wild pursuit. High-speed chase is in the San Gabriel Valley in California. Truck driver Ahmed Shaban knew the pursuit was coming in his direction. Then he did something remarkable. He drove his big rig straight into the path of the fleeing vehicle. Whoa, no! Oh, no! That's it! He crashed. Here's the crash in slow motion. The big rig shudders with the force of the impact. It looks like a driver's still in the vehicle. Airbags are deployed. Uh, the driver of the big rig has exited the vehicle and is out of the crossfire. The suspect is ordered to crawl to waiting cops. You can see the police laser sight trained on him the entire time. Then comes yet another surprise. There's a passenger in there with him. Watch as she obeys instructions and walks backwards to the cops in towering high heels. Roxy Rich was later released without being charged. The pickup driver was identified as Michael Caleb Reed. I spoke today to the hero trucker. I put my truck in his way. So you decided to physically block him. Yes from being able to go any further. Yes. But you weren't expecting him to actually hit I you. I didn't think he would hit me. Any, any normal person would, uh, would see a semi-truck blocking his way. He should break. As we spoke, another driver yelled praise for the hero. I've been getting this all day yesterday and today, too. Thanks for ending the car chase. Thank you. Says some random guy. Oh, right there. there. Whoa, no! Oh, no! That's it. He crashed. The hero's wife has set up a GoFundMe page to either fix their truck or buy a new one if it's beyond repair. It's the video that has been breaking hearts around the country. A 10-year-old little boy left all alone to cross the border. Tearfully, he said he was afraid he was going to be kidnapped. But who is the child? And what will his life be like going forward? Here's what we know. An outpouring of love is descending on the boy found lost and alone and terrified. Crying with the child, this is heartbreaking. This made me cry. How cruel are those people to abandon a helpless child? The heart-wrenching video captivating the country shows the boy in tears wearing a Batman t-shirt. On the crisis at the border and that heartbreaking video of a migrant boy. The fear in that little boy just really got to me. An off-duty Border Patrol agent questions the boy in Spanish. We're now learning more about him. He's 10 years old and comes from Nicaragua. He was traveling with a group of 184 migrants who he says abandoned him during the night. He was wandering the desert for four hours before he was found. His parents are believed to still be in Nicaragua, but he has relatives here in the U.S. The boy was taken to the overcrowded migrant facility in Donna, Texas. His harrowing ordeal comes just days after two sisters were dropped over a border wall by smugglers. The sisters were rescued and are now at a children's detention facility in El Paso. Now a 10-year-old boy becomes the latest heartbreaking image 
of the migrant crisis. It's estimated there are about 19,000 unaccompanied migrant children now in federal custody. The TV show The Talk remains on hiatus following that on-air blow-up that led to Sharon Osbourne's departure from the show. But the woman on the receiving end of Osbourne's comments is talking. Cheryl Underwood speaking out about the status of their friendship. Cheryl Underwood is breaking her silence about her dust-up with Sharon Osbourne on The Talk four weeks ago. Have you spoken to Sharon Osbourne since the last time you guys were on set together? No, no. She said she called you. I've been looking through my phone, and y'all know. I'll be trying to look through my phone. (laughs) She didn't call Cheryl? That was a lie? I'm trying to go back as far as I can go. (laughs) No. But that claim is now being disputed by Sharon Osbourne, who just released three text messages she says she sent beginning the day after the fight scene round the nation. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Well, 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 I well what? In this text, Sharon wrote the words, I'm sorry, four times, and ended it with, once again, from the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. She says none of the texts were answered. Sharon's texts, obtained by the Daily Mail, also reveal what may have gone on behind the scenes, and it sounds like major drama. I'm sorry for telling you to blank off during the break, Sharon wrote. The talk has been off the air since the March 10th episode, which became a free-for-all as the co-host debated Pierce Morgan's condemnation of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Tell me, when you have heard him say racist things, CBS has announced Sharon Osbourne will not be returning. In her podcast, Cheryl says she and Sharon had always gotten along well since she joined the talk 10 years ago until now. Sharon Osbourne, I I automatically just fell in love with um, because I just liked her. The talk will resume live programming next Monday. First, it was toilet paper. Then it was disinfectant wipes. And now the latest pandemic shortage is ketchup packets. Everybody's eating out. People don't want to share large bottles of America's favorite condiment. And so the makers of ketchup, well, can't catch up. Ketchup is in high demand. So much so, there's a shortage of America's favorite condiment. What's behind the shortage? Takeout and delivery, and lots of it. Gone are the days of passing a bottle of ketchup in a restaurant. Right now, ketchup is being consumed in single-serving packets. Kraft Heinz tells Inside Edition there's been a surge in demand for ketchup packets. Prices are up a whopping 13%. Demand is really high, and they're trying to keep up and pace with that demand uh, and put out more product. At Kellogg's Diner in New York City, owner Irene Sidorakis is feeling the pinch. It's been a week now that we've been noticing there's a shortage. If you're in a pinch, Chef Dina Delisa Gonsar from Dish It Girl Food Blog showed us how to make your own ketchup at home. Ketchup is so easy to make at home. It's using ingredients that are already in your pantry. We're going to start off with about six ounces of tomato paste. We have a quarter cup of honey, white vinegar, water, sugar, onion powder, garlic powder, and some kosher salt. You're gonna whisk this over a medium heat continuously for about 20 minutes until it thickens. 
So are you ready to taste it? I'm so ready to Let's taste it. Let's do it. It tastes just like the ketchup you get in the store. It's delicious. Heinz, which manufactures America's number one ketchup brand, says it is working to increase its production to 12 billion packets a year, up from the usual 11 billion. Next. Yes! Awesome! A smart hula hoop. It's the return of the 50s favorite, but with a big difference. Ooh. Why it's becoming a new pandemic favorite. Then, a horse carriage under attack by a vicious dog. Plus, Godzilla in a grocery store. <laughs> Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find Organic Valley Dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. They were the rage back in the 50s. Now hula hoops are hot again. But today's plastic rings are a little different from the classic version. Anne Mercagliano explains. Remember the hula hoop? We're going nuts for them all over again. Who knew? This is so much fun. Yup, the hula hoop that swept the world in the late 1950s is having a big comeback right now. Lots of people are finding it a cheap way to relieve pandemic stress, and it makes a great exercise routine. All these folks are showing off their hula hooping skills on social media, grooving in the privacy of their living rooms. The toy company Whammo says more than one million hula hoops were sold during the year of the pandemic. That's a 20% jump. Hula hoops were first released in 1958. The whole family could get in on the action. Its simplicity of design was spoofed in the 1994 film, The Hudsucker Proxy. I designed it myself. Hula hoops are super versatile. If you've got a backyard, great. If you're just trying to work out in your living room, that's also a great way to exercise. Push nice and strong. And while it may yeah, work the same way, the new generation of hula hoops is a lot different. They're smart. These folks are gyrating with a weighted hula hoop, which makes for a great workout. It's hard. It's really hard. I feel it in my stomach. I feel it in my legs. You cannot hoop in a powerful, fast way without engaging the core. And don't worry if you have an injury. It's great because it's no impact, right? So if you're older and you've got any issues with knees or hips or joints, you could spin that hoop. The mental health benefits are also wonderful during these stressful times. I promise you you're going to laugh way more than you ever thought you would when you pick up a hula hoop for the first time. <laughs> I've got it. A study found that six weeks of hula hooping helped people lose an average of 1.3 inches from their waistline. Still to come, a horse carriage under attack by a vicious dog. Plus, Godzilla in a grocery store. It was a relaxing carriage ride. Then it turned to terror after a dog went on the attack. Megan Alexander with some video that may be upsetting for some viewers. A family's peaceful carriage ride in the park quickly turns into chaos when a pit bull goes on the attack. 
You can hear the kids scream in terror as the unleashed dog went after the horse. But the horse, named Queen Charlotte, uses her powerful hooves to fight back. Bystanders pitch in. This guy spanks the dog with a spatula. But the pit bull is relentless. Then Queen Charlotte lands a powerful blow and the dog has had enough. Bridger Medlin is the horse's owner. What's your reaction to how Charlotte handled the situation? She didn't try to run, stay there and fought this dog until the whole thing was over. He says Queen Charlotte really kept her cool under fire. She stayed there, she protected her people. You know, she protected everyone around her. And this could have been so much worse. Amazing horse. The horse was bitten 15 times. It is expected to recover. The dog was put down. When we come back, a crazy scene at the supermarket. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finally, imagine going to the store and seeing this. Leaping lizard, look who's shopping. A giant reptile invades a 7-Eleven in Bangkok. Climbing right up the shelves, throwing items onto the floor. Hey, Godzilla, who's going to clean up this mess? Okay, well, at least it was Bangkok. That's Inside Edition. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. 